2: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
3: You definitely need to uh, share the podcast today with others. The opening monologue about uh, non-disclosure agreements that I did, and then I pointed out all the people who apparently have non-disclosure agreements with women including Fox Television, uh, CNN, and NBC. There's a whole lot of that going on, so... uh thought you should know about that. You want to share that with uh, with folks on social media, kind of put things in perspective, how uh, absolutely despicably political these uh, charges by Alan Bragg are. And I think it's going to do a faceplant. I, I do. And uh, when you've got so many people on the side of Donald Trump, including those who don't agree with him politically, like Alan Dershowitz, uh, you might want to reconsider the move. And then you also see the fact that uh, Trump's popularity has gone up, I mean, Gigantically, since uh, Alvin Bragg decided to uh, float this. We will see Andrew McCarthy, former chief assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. This is classic invidious, I don't know what that is, maybe that's a typo, insidious, selective prosecutions being launched strictly for political purposes. He wrote that in a column for National Review. It's hard to think of anything that will more rile up Trump's base and anger. Other Republicans who, regardless of their distaste for Trump, will find this maneuveral despicable. Absolutely despicable. Yes. Here's Rob Schmidt talking about... uh the charges of Alvin Bragg uh, that could result in uh, Donald Trump's arrest, which will, by the way, like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, make him stronger, even though Darth Bragg
4: tries to strike him down. And we really see how insane this moment is when we look at the current president of the United States who's in the office right now. man whose family members receive bank wires from China, oh, clearly. Yeah influence peddling yeah literally four million dollars
3: just uncovered that was dispensed through a third party and then trickled that is trickled down uh economics uh from the chinese government to the biden family yeah paid them all off even even the one uh, uh Bo biden's uh, widow who slept with hunter biden and she was a crack addict too what a family can you imagine the family reunions
4: payoffs congressman james comer sent us these screenshots of the redacted bank wires just today millions of dollars from the Communist Party of China yeah. going through a pass-through account before being dispersed into the personal bank accounts of Hunter and Haley and Jim and, of course, Joe Biden.
3: Yeah, and uh, anybody who uh, claims to be a journalist who does have no journalistic curiosity about that, you need to give up being a journalist. Even if you're going at to disprove it, I mean, legit, Going not not just say it doesn't exist. There's no election fraud in this country. You know none of that. But it, it is remarkable. I, our our our, our uh, journalistic field in this country. I've said this many many times. We have the greatest gift ever in the world, which is the First Amendment. They allowed to uh, you can you can uh, uh, bring your grievances against the government. You can you can worship. You could speak. Uh, all of these things, uh, never quantified, codified in world history, caused us to become the greatest uh, engine of individual and economic prosperity in the history of the world. That our country, our journalists who go through J school we worship the chinese model <laughs> it really is it, it's just it's just funny it's just stunning uh rob schmidt last night he's doing this great series on uh, donald trump and the attacks on donald trump you should check it out uh, set your dvr to newsmax here he is talking to uh, alan dershowitz alan dershowitz is a liberal but I mean, he's a liberal in the classic sense meaning that you he's open-minded all right that's what liberal used to mean liberal now means left But Alan Dershowitz is kind of like, I guess, Bill Maher, uh, open minded, willing to hear the other side of the equation, unlike the left, which is just there to destroy it. Here is Rob Schmidt and Alan Dershowitz.
4: Well, particularly people like the ACLU and some of my colleagues at Harvard, Lawrence Tribe, for example, and others who will do anything to get Trump. They don't care about the Constitution. They think that Trump's reelection would be like the election of Adolf Hitler in 1932. And they, they're prepared to do anything short of assassination. They're prepared to stretch the- Oh, really? Short of it? Mm-hmm. The law. Look, in this case, it's not even a misdemeanor. Let me explain why. It's perfectly appropriate to make a deal to settle a case. That's what happened here. Lawyers do it every day. Yep. You settle cases. She promises not to disclose it to your wife, your children, your business associates. And he pays her one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. have you ever heard of anybody listing it in the records as payment yep. of hush money for adulterous affair <laughs> with a porn star of course not you're going to say something like legal fees well it was in some respect the legal fee that is it was in payment for the settling of a case but nobody has ever been prosecuted for trying to hide the fact that he paid hush money to a prostitute campaign contributions obviously the reason that he listed it not as a hush money payment was to prevent the public from knowing it prevent his wife
3: from- yeah there you go just like all those aforementioned uh, news media places that had a serious problem with sexual harassment although donald trump did not sexually harass somebody it is kind of uh, kind of and then and then by the way Michael Cohen is a former uh, attorney of Trump he's kind of bat guano crazy uh, we heard uh, that he apparently was suicidal it's kind of off his mind and Robert Costello used to uh, be a client uh, or used to have Michael Cohen as a client and he actually testified before the grand jury yesterday saying that everything that uh, that Michael Cohen is saying is a giant lie and and maybe that's why we don't have anything happening today and maybe why Donald Trump is not in handcuffs today. But here is Robert Costello outside the courthouse.
5: I'm the one who decided to do this. A lot of people cautioned me against it because I had nothing to gain. The only thing I'm doing is trying to tell the truth to the grand jurors because I read all these lies in the in the media that are being promoted by one side. If you see the full picture, you know, listen, if they want to go after Donald Trump and they have solid evidence, so be it. But Michael Cohn is
3: far from solid. Evidence. NBC, can we, see guy, Ma- can, any- can we see Matt Lauer's nondisclosure agreement? I'd like to see that.
5: Prosecutor's standard. And I used to be deputy chief of the criminal division in the Southern District of New York. I wouldn't have touched a guy like Michael Cohn, especially if he's a convicted perjurer.
3: Uh, Fox News, can we do an interview? I, I want to get a hold of Gretchen Carlson, Andrea Tantaros, or Juliette Huddy. I haven't heard much of them in the last, I don't know, six or eight years.
5: Not to mention, as I said, the fifty to hundred lies he told
3: us that are in those
5: three hundred and thirty emails. Uh, I, I can't say that Could you really, you just don't know. I can't. Yeah, re- let's
3: move on. Uh, here's a little more uh, Alan Dershowitz talking about this being the worst example of prosecutorial misconduct, political malfeasance that, and as
4: long as he's been in the field of law. Well, it's worse than that. Uh- You know, she ran for office, Letitia James, on the campaign pledge to get Trump. That's how I name my book, Get Trump. I didn't make up that. I got it from her campaign.
3: Now, he's talking about the, uh, the attorney general of the state of New York, Letitia James, who literally ran on the campaign of going after Trump without a crime. That's what they did in the Soviet Union.
4: She went out on the streets and she said, I promise you, if you elect me, I will get Trump. And if you can do it to Trump, you can do it next month to your uncle Charlie or your nephew. This is so dangerous. This is so much in violation. In 60 years of teaching and practicing criminal law. I have never seen a greater abuse of prosecutorial discretion. And I've seen plenty of abuses. Yep. Here, they had to make up the misdemeanor, make up a felony, yep. relate the felony to the misdemeanor. Yep violate the statute of limitations all to stop him from running for president well i have some bad news for these yeah, guys he doesn't? can still run for president even if he is improperly convicted which could happen in yeah York. by the way
3: alan uh, alvin bragg wants to be a hero he wants to be carried on the shoulders of the democrat party <clears throat> he fully expected that by the way he fully expected that that apparently is not what he's getting here is a little bit more from alan dershowitz listen to this comparison Compared to when Alan Dershowitz was first uh, a, uh, in the legal profession in the
4: 1960s, listen to this. I'm reminded when I was a young civil rights worker and I trained to go down south in the 1960s, our trainers taught us one thing. Don't spit on the floor. Don't put out your cigarettes because they're targeting you. They're looking for you as civil rights workers. They will indict you for a felony if you put out a cigarette on the floor. Kind of like being a, a Trump supporter in
3: Manhattan right now, because they want to do the same thing. The federal government wants to pin anything on the slightest uh, suggestion that a Trump supporter could be angry and possibly uh, riot like uh, like uh, Antifa did in 2020, which we won't do, by the way.
4: And we all learned that lesson. Because we knew we were being targeted, and now DA Bragg is following the absolute lead of the segregationist South prosecutors and police. What? what? Using the same uh, the same uh, techniques
3: that Democrats did in the South during the Jim Crow era? Say it ain't so.
4: By targeting somebody who is unpopular, right. just like the civil rights. All were. Right. But- it's a terrible, terrible precedent to follow, and it will establish a terrible precedent that can again be used as it exactly. was used against civil rights. Exactly.
3: America. There you go. And uh, here's a one more little soundbite from Rudy Giuliani on Rob Schmidt's show about this being what could be the last straw from uh, Trump supporters with regard to this nonsense, the seven years of political persecution that have uh, is have fallen on its face. Every single case, everything from uh, the Russia collusion hoax to the to the Hunter Biden laptop story. I can go on. And the two impeachments, they've all fallen. I uh, felt that
1: it was the uh, final straw that proves that the Biden administration and the Democrats have completely corrupted our justice system and turned it into something more akin to the justice system you would see in a fascist state. The reality is when you can do politically motivated prosecutions, that is really uh, actually one of the great uh, signs of the downfall of a civilization. Uh, uh, Not not to mention the end of a democracy. Uh, And the reality is you have to be a fool not to see that this is a political prosecution. I mean, Hunter Biden's walking around free as a lark. Joe Biden's walking around free as a lark. And I've got sitting, I've got sitting in, my, in my library about 50 federal crimes committed by them, including racketeering crimes. And also, not only that, the real suggestion that they sold out to the, an enemy of the United States. Right. I mean, it's not just not bribes. They took bribes from China.
3: Yeah, yeah, they did. And, it, and it, it was all captured on that laptop. And then one other note on this. You've got to kind of wonder how many laptops are there out there How many other politicians were like Joe Biden? And Nancy Pelosi got real rich as the Speaker of the House. I mean, kaboom, rich. Now, maybe her son wasn't a a crack addict, a prostitute monger. But you got to imagine, I mean, this is the, uh, you got to imagine, this is just scratching the surface on swamp corruption, for sure. But I'm grateful that it's been exposed. Let's take a break and come back. Phil, you hold on. You'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show.
2: If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep. Because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show.
3: You know, it's amazing. The uh, left and Alvin Bragg, they are going after Donald Trump for a non-disclosure agreement, which was uh, money paid to Stormy Daniels. To cover up either a, uh, a nuisance lawsuit or an actual a sexual encounter 20 years ago uh, so that it wouldn't affect his campaign even though his campaign survived everything including the Billy Bush tape the lie about the Russian dossier and all of that like it would even bother anybody uh, that a playboy New York billionaire had sex with a porn star who cares honestly who, who really cares but that, that, you just go ahead and play but you know it's amazing when people get paid uh, to not say anything uh, it's a real problem for Donald Donald Trump, but not so much with all of the other people who've been paid by the government to keep
6: quiet. Here's an example. You know, they admitted everybody to these hospitals. They stuffed them in like sardines because there was financial incentive to do so. It was $13,000 to admit these patients to the hospitals. Well, oh, the- this is
3: COVID. Okay, so people got a lot of money for admitting people in the hospital with COVID. They haven't said anything about it since. or
6: $39,000 to put them on a the ventilator. Huh. And then in some cases, people were worth $10,000 per death. With no liability to any of the hospitals. Uh,
3: that's weird because there were thousands of healthcare workers and doctors who uh, treated patients like that and got money like that: uh, thirty-nine thousand dollars for the ventilator and uh, ten thousand dollars on a death certificate, twelve thousand dollars to uh, to put people in the hospital and the whole deal. And you're not hearing those uh, people who got that money say much. It's almost like they signed a non-disclosure agreement.
6: Any of the staff, any of the doctors, any of the nurses. Yeah, weird. And all at the same time, you know, nurses were getting paid. Ten thousand dollars a week on average. Doctors were getting paid, you know, 60000 dollars a week, and everybody was on gag orders. And if uh,
3: gag orders, that sounds like a
6: non-disclosure agreement. Said anything, you know, you were fired, which ultimately, you know, happened to me at Boy. the end of my my time in New York.
3: That is just crazy. That just crazy. We just ended up with the largest gag order in history actually bought and paid for by our federal government to shut down any sort of uh, speech uh, counter to the government narrative about COVID. That's a non-disclosure agreement, by the way, Uh, either paid for or under threat or just censored on social
7: media and the mainstream media. It's kind of weird. Don't know why they think this case will fly with Stormy Daniels. This is Jim Gossett. Evidence amounts to granules. Granules and Daniels rhyme. They're inventing a crime.
2: Oh yeah, big time. There was no crime.
7: Paula Jones was paid off. They did not indict Slick Willie. The vendetta they're pursuing. It is so darn silly When people heard about it They all said really No way that it will stand Sorrows pawn Alvin Braggie should be gone for using Stormy Stormy the both of them, they are so swarmy Oh, I thought he'd say horn. Never mind. <clears throat> sorry. No one, one believes their lies.
3: Oh. Sounds like swarmy mr Jim Gossett. <laughs> it's got a Phil in Woodlawn. Hello there, Phil. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hey, how you doing today, man? Good, 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 good. Go, uh, sorry, you will oh, kill a song here. Go ahead. Is, Go ahead.
2: The, the, how you doing today? Good, good. The amazing thing is. They've impeached him twice, yeah. and they wanted to do that because Bill Clinton got impeached. They want him in jail because with uh, us, we were saying, lock her up, lock her up. So since she didn't get locked up, they want him locked up. So That's what they can say if it comes back. How can he say, lock her up? That's why he ended up locked up, you know?
3: Okay. Okay.
2: This whole thing is a joke, man. People well, I- are going to vote for him because of the results. We would not be having this border problem if Trump had won instead of getting cheated
7: out of the election.
3: Yep. Yeah, Phil, the country would be in a lot better place than it is right now, and I appreciate your phone call. And 70% of the American people wouldn't be saying the country is going in the wrong direction, just like they did before the midterms, if Joe Biden was doing such a great job. But, you know, he had the most successful midterms since JFK. And it's weird, because literally the next day, 70% of the American people still said the country is going in the wrong direction. And, uh, by the way, um, Donald Trump, uh, or I should say Trump candidates, got 5 million more votes than than did Democrat candidates. Candidates. This is kind of crazy how that happens. Here is uh, Greg Jarrett. Let me some Greg Jarrett talking about the obvious uh, comparison with regard to um, going after your political enemies rather than going after legitimate crimes. Going after your enemies, uh, getting warrants, using the justice system to do anything you can to find anything destructive about your political enemies. The same thing that Joseph Stalin did. Disinformacia. Anyone?
4: You're right. This is not just selective prosecution, unequal justice, but really it's an abuse of prosecutorial authority and the weaponization of the law for political gain. And I wrote in a column today, and you mentioned part of it. It reminds me of Stalin's ruthless uh, chief of police, his secret police, uh, who once boasted, show me the man and I'll show you the crime, meaning... I'll scour somebody's records, and if I don't find something, I'll fabricate it. And that's what Alvin Bragg has really done. Oh, yeah. He's taken a misdemeanor that is dubious on its face, and he's bootstrapped a felony to it uh, involving campaign finance. You
3: know, it's... uh... It's a joke. It's Third World. It's Banana Republic. But it's the same government that brought you the kangaroo January the 6th hearings with no cross-examination or defense witnesses. Welcome to it. Nonsense. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show.
8: Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows.
3: Hey, guys, it's Carson. The madness is upon us. Make your march a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Use the promo code Newsmax to receive a deposit bonus up to 1,000 bucks. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance to win big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at a life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet. And win like my bookie. Remember, visit my bookie online at mybookie slash newsmax. Use the promo code newsmax to receive a deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. That's mybookie slash newsmax. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie if you're
2: down with trigger warnings you might want to listen to something else it's the rob carson show
3: it is the rob carson show and joining us on the newsmax hotline is bridget gabriel she is a national security analyst founder and chairman of act for america new york times best-selling author wrote the book rise in defense of judeo-christian values and freedom and she joins us on the newsmax hotline right now hello and welcome to the show
0: Hello, Rob. Delighted to be with you.
3: I I am uh, very impressed by your enthusiasm, and I appreciate that. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh, You know, this is interesting um, because there are, are a lot of people now, when you look at what's going on, in the country uh, with regard to uh, crime, uh, drug addiction, uh, the crises in the mental health of, uh, of our young children, uh, the direction of the country, uh, that we are in um, not only uh, a, a, just a difficult time but also in an existential battle between uh, the forces of good and the forces of evil. And I even have heard it echoed by people who are atheists in including, uh, uh, oh, I'm, trying, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Naomi. Um, anyway, I'll get to that in a second. But the, Naomi Wolf, Feather Wolf. I don't know why I drew a blank on her. She just wrote a, a tremendous piece about. it It's very difficult to. I mean, she's brilliant. But but do you do you think that maybe we're there? Do Because I I do. I, I'm a big believer in the yin the yen. For equal ac- uh, every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And I think that is uh, with regard to good and evil. What do you what do you think about that?
0: We are absolutely there, Rob. I mean, right now, it is us versus them. And what I mean by us, I'm not just saying conservatives. I mean, look, President Trump brought in independents, Democrats, people who believe that America is exceptional, that America should come first, that Americans should come first. His message resonated with a lot of people who could already see the writing on the wall that the country was heading in the, right di- in the wrong direction. And that's why a lot of And a lot of Democrats were able to come to the America first base because the Democratic Party is no longer the Democratic Party of of John Kennedy. John Kennedy looks like a Republican right now compared (laughs) to what's going on. But right now it is us versus them. It's those of us who respect law and order, who respect our police, who honor the legacy of our founding fathers, who believe America is exceptional, who believe in sovereignty. We believe in secure borders. We believe that the American... American people should be put first before the people of Ukraine or any other country in the world. That's between us and those who want to transform our country, who believe America needs to be brought down a few notches on the world stage, to be on par with everybody else like Mexico and Venezuela, as if we are on the same level. And it is wrong. And that's why the American people must be engaged, must be active, must be involved in order to save our country.
3: Let me ask you, because I've seen you before on, on television and, uh, and I enjoy your commentary. Uh, explain to everybody where, where you came from. I know that you uh, survived terrorism. Explain uh, what happened to you, what got you to where you are right now.
0: Um I was born and raised in Lebanon, which used to be the only majority Christian country in the Middle East. We were open-minded. We were fair. We were tolerant. We were multicultural. We had open border policy. We welcomed everyone into our country because we wanted to share with them the westernization, which we had created in the heart of the Middle East. Uh, Beirut became Paris of the Middle East, the banking capital of the Middle East. Yes. Unfortunately, um, all that began to change when We imported a lot of people into the country who did not believe in our values, who did not share our values. And who used to say, we hate you, we want to transform the country, and we didn't believe them. We refused to read the writing on the wall. Today, Lebanon is a third-world country like Venezuela, where people are fighting each other and almost killing each other at grocery stores over a gallon of milk because of the food shortages, the inflation, the falling economy. My 9-11 happened to me in Lebanon in 1975 when radical Islamists blew up my home, bringing it down, burying me under the rebel wounded. I end up in a hospital for two and a half months and later ended up living in a bomb shelter underground in an 8-by-10 room without electricity, without water, and very little food. And that's where I lived, Rob, for the next seven years of my life, from the age of 10 till the age of 17, robbed of my youth so when I ended up coming to America and I came to America by marriage um, I married an American correspondent based in Jerusalem and so I appreciate what America offers and I see in America today the same things that happened in my country of birth Lebanon but people in America are refusing to read the writing on the wall and that's exactly why I started my organization Act for America and if my voice resonates with you, our listeners, right now, I encourage you to go to actforamerica.org, actforamerica.org, and check us out. Uh, we name the organization Act for America. not think about America, hope for America, or pray for America, but act for America. Because you can think and hope and pray, but yes. without taking action, nothing happens
3: yeah um, your organization is great also I am uh, a big fan uh, fan of uh, the convention of states because I think that's what we're going to have to do to uh, to bring down the power and scope of the federal government and the malfeasance uh, I think a uh, convention of states is the way to do it so you are offering a concrete solution and a way for people to get en- engaged I think that's very important now you being a uh, woman from the Middle East uh, you'd have to admit and I've made this comparison and nobody has right now in this country women are more under assault I would venture to say uh, as bad as uh, in in some Middle Eastern countries including uh, the treatment of women by the Taliban to some degree because women are being displaced women are being displaced they're being replaced the name woman is being uh, perverted uh, men are allowed to defeat women who spent their entire lives competing in sports wrecking them we make heroes out of uh, men who became women in the last year made them into the woman of the year passing millions of women who have spent their entire body biological lives as women and made real progress for women would you consider the affront to women in this country right now to be very similar to what has happened in places like the middle east
0: no, I don't. And here's why. Because in okay. America, women can still walk down the street, fly without the permission of a man, go okay. work without, without getting the permission of It's very different. It's a very different type of oppression. But okay. I agree with you in the way they are eroding the image of woman in the, uh, in the United States. Okay. When you ask a group of ladies, I watched a clip the other day on YouTube, and they asked a group of ladies sitting on a panel, define a woman. Five different ladies could not define a woman. And these are young ladies in their young 20s. This is a crime against women. When a woman in the United States today, in the West, is unable to define what a woman is, society has failed women in this society because a woman cannot excel to be all she can be as a woman when a man is going to walk in and, and, yes. and, and take her place in a weightlifting competition or in a running competition or in these or in a swimming competition. Look, uh, there are differences in the genders. I don't care how they try to remanufacture or redefine genders in the United States. Uh, uh, when a child is born, he is born either or she, either as a girl or as a boy with the equipment of a girl or a, or a boy. So we in America are trying to redefine what is male and female, and the rest of the world is laughing at us because they realize that America is rotten. America is deteriorating from the inside, and it's just a matter of time before we destroy ourselves because we are in the process of destroying ourselves. So why our lefties in the United States think or brag about, oh, look what we're doing and we care about gender equality and in their mind they think oh my gosh the rest of the world is going to love us because they're going to think oh how progressive we are and how wonderful and, and what a trend setting uh we are setting to the rest of the world to show the world that we accept everybody the rest of the world is laughing at america
3: yeah, well, I, I disagree with you. I, I understand uh, with regard to the treatment of women in the Middle East, they are different. Uh, there are different modes, but I would consider what is happening to American women uh, psychosexual assault when you can allow a man to come into uh, a very, very personal space where women are feeling threatened. When you are in a dressing room and a man gets naked in front of you, that is normally a precursor to rape, and now women are expected to just uh, let that lie. I can't go there, so we'll dis- agree to disagree.
0: absolutely, Rob, you know, they even have already gone there. Remember in Fairfax in Northern Virginia last year? When the father got arrested because his daughter was sodomized by a transgender in the girls' bathroom and the school covered up for it, the city council covered up for it, the school board covered up for it, and when the father couldn't take it anymore, he ended up getting arrested. Where is the now organization standing up for women who are assaulted in bathrooms or who are raped by these so-called transgenders? or by the attacks on women in the United States. They are utterly silenced, uh, uh, you know, complete silence. uh, And they are taking the sides of the male instead of the female who is assaulted. Yes, And,
3: and by the way, that's exactly what they do in the Middle East. If a woman is sexually assaulted, she is not a victim. She is the problem. And that is what happened in Fairfax, Virginia. And if you've got even one little instance of that being accepted, and it has been, then we're kind of on the same track. That said, do you feel as I do, that there is a, an awakening happening in our country, and do you feel optimistic that we can turn this around?
0: There is an awakening happening in our country because people who love this country are waking up to understand that, yes, we do have a swamp. President Trump was right. It is worse than anything we have ever imagined. Yes, President Trump was right. And now we are finding out that our leaders are selling us, the American public, down the drain as long as they are lining up their pockets and they could care less about the country. So the American public sees all this right now. It's out in the open. The problem is a lot of people, Rob, are apathetic. They think somebody else is going to fix it. They think somebody else is going to take care of it. They listen to talk radio and they say, oh, I'm informed. I'm engaged. I listen to talk radio. I attend conferences. I show up to the Republican Party uh, uh, once a uh, month meeting and I eat the rubber chicken and I feel so good about myself because I (laughs) consider myself engaged, whether it's the Republican meeting, the Tea party meeting, Libertarian meeting or whatever. This is all entertainment. On the left, their idea of engagement is actually doing something, calling their elected officials, signing email, signing petitions, sending emails to their elected officials, showing up at the state capitol. Our side thinks if I only vote on election day, I have done my duty and whoever I elect is going to take care of it. And that's how we're losing. We will lose unless everybody becomes engaged. And yes. I, what I mean by that, at least call your elected officials, at least email your elected officials, at least express your views on issues, become more engaged, because listening to talk radio is entertainment. Going to a conference is entertainment. Showing up to a tea party luncheon or a meeting is entertainment, unless you take action. And that's why, when I created my organization, Act for America, we have a tool called Act Now, and we have campaigns. When you sign up to receive our action alerts, we notify you about bills coming down for a vote, whether on the national level or whether, whether in your own state and I know we have people listening to us all over the country right now, sign up to get our emails. Because of those emails that we send out, we have been able to pass 178 bills on the federal level and the state level to protect the country and preserve our freedom. But we need more people taking action. We need more people informed. Uh, Go to actforamerica.org and sign up to be alerted when there is a bill coming down for a vote in your state or in our country so you can take action before the vote takes place so you can be a voice affecting your community and our nation.
3: You can, uh, I will put this up all over social media, actforamerica.org. You've come a long way from living underground in a shelter in hell for seven years. It's uh, amazing. And I'd love to have you back on, but do me a favor, will you, Bridget? Next time, have something to say and bring your energy level up a bit.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) what do I say, Rob? Two percent of the passionate will always overrule the 98% indifferent. It doesn't take many to change the world. It only takes a dedicated few. And if you and I on this interview could have ignited the fire, the spark inside few hundred people who are listening to us right now, America will be in good shape. We just need the few passionate engaged to make a difference.
3: I love it. I love it. It's been a treat to have you on. Bridget, I want to have you on again, and I want to encourage my listeners to go to actforamerica.org. You're making a difference. You're the answer. Bridget, you're the answer. You are one of the answers that we need to turn it around. God bless you, and thanks for being on the show today.
0: Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
3: All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: Kaboom! The left has
2: been trying to get you to hate America for 50 years. And we're fighting it, and we're fighting it hard. Guess what? It ain't working. It's the Rob Carson Show.
3: Wow, Bridget Gabriel was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, she one unbelievable. Uh, ActforAmerica.org if you want to join the fight and then give you an idea of what legislation is pending how you can get involved this is it i love it i love it so i just posted it on all my social media uh so twitter uh getter and truth social at rob carson show if you want to check that out let's talk about the banks
4: i was saddened over the collapse of svb is SVB. my favorite
3: show in the law and order franchise no, that's i it. love ice tea that's
7: not, that's in the it. hole again Joe Biden's got us in the hole again. This is Jim Gasset, by the way. We're doing so much worse since Sleepy Joe got in. And Biden has us in the hole again. Our bank failed again. Oh, my Joe. Joe Biden caused the bank to fail again. The Trump recovery he ruined with his pen. And we're all trapped in Biden's hole again. In the hole again every day it seems the stock market is falling oh. out of control again. control again the economy under biden is stalling, mm-hmm. it's going got to vote again you've got to get out there and vote again can't give the democrats another crooked win or we'll be stuck in biden's hold again i don't like the sound of that Yeah, we'll be stuck in Biden's hole again. And it's Jim Gossett. We can't let this happen once again. And you
3: know, it's amazing. How much money do we spend on bank regulation every year? How much money do we spend on bank regulation every year? And about every 15 years, we have a major banking crisis and everything collapses. And you and me end up paying for it. The Fed reportedly raised questions about uh, risk management practices at Silicon Valley Bank four years ago. The previously unreported correspondence were sent beginning in 2019 were laid bare in a presentation sent last year to SVB's venture capital arm. The news indicated regulators had been wives to the bank's practices for years. Comes as troubling uh, due to central banks' responsibility to vet such concerns. Uh, Yesterday, Janet Yellen on Capitol Hill, I'm not going to run the audio because I almost fell asleep, uh, basically talked about how they're going to just bail out the big banks like SVB, and if these little community banks go out of business, she don't give a damn about them. So basically, your community bank is East Palestine, Ohio. And then uh, and then the big banks that they want to push you to because they want to regulate it and they want to get rid of private banking. And that's why they uh, nominated Saul Amarova in July of last year to be the, uh, the uh, commissioner of the currency in charge of uh, 1,200, I believe, banks. And she is a legit communist who studied in Russia who wants to get rid of Private banking to nationalize it all and then usher in all the good stuff associated with that, including a digital currency that the government could turn on and off like a tap, depending on its political whims. <clears throat> Kind of like they did in Canada. Yeah, yeah, that's what the uh, the Prime Minister of Canada did when the truckers did their trucker strike and they went downtown and, and they were peacefully protesting and the Prime Minister of Canada uh, got a hold of banking uh, records and worked with the banks, kind of like uh, Bank America did with, uh, with the FBI on the uh, on the January 6th protesters, uh, just gave up banking information so they could go after them and shut off their money. That's what Canada did. They shut off the money of the truckers so they couldn't pay any bills and their families uh, couldn't uh, couldn't uh, keep their homes heated and all that stuff yeah that's what they're trying to do by the way in case you didn't figure it out they're trying to nationalize the banks that's why you should be a little bit concerned here is ed dowd uh talking with uh that we got to take a break i'm gonna have to save this at the top of the hour uh ed ed dowd is a a terrific uh expert on banking and he talked with uh, steve bannon we'll talk about the uh the coming collapse of the banks and how it could be a good thing for the new world order Uh, i know that sounds very conspiracy theory but it's not it's not it's coming up stick around
8: Uh, ah the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy
2: Informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web. This is the Rob Carson Show.
3: This would be the final hour of the show. If you get a chance to, check out uh, Newsmax TV. Rob Schmidt's doing an amazing job on the witch hunt that is going on with regard to uh, Donald Trump the last seven years. Kind of reached its zenith with this uh, idiotic and highly political Um, pursuit of Donald Trump by uh, the uh, New York Attorney General, a prosecutor, I should say, Alvin Bragg, who is, uh, you know, just going by, just passing all the crime that's going on in New York, the hellscape that uh, New York has descended into, uh, thanks to George Soros-funded prosecutors around the country, and it's everywhere the money has been spent by George Soros. It has been spent to uh, blow up the the criminal justice system, to allow people to get away with murder, and uh, and then go after your political enemies. And that's what this is all about. And if you just pay attention a little bit, have a little bit of journalistic um, uh, curiosity, it would be very obvious to you. It would be real obvious to you. And I don't, I, mm, clearly there's a reason why we're not hearing about the arrest thing that was going to happen today. All right? It's kind of like, I don't know, Tucker Carlson a couple weeks ago started talking about how he got exclusive, uh, 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 all the footage from inside the Capitol, and he started on Monday with a blockbuster story, and then forget it ever even existed, like it didn't even exist. 44,000 of you, I haven't even heard a thing from old Kevin McCartney, uh, C- McCarthy. Like the day after, he says, well, you know, we'll release it to everybody else. Yeah, you better. Because right now, I got to tell you, I'm, uh, <laughs> I-, I would like to think this isn't Tucker Carlson. I would like to think that and I would like to think that I'd like to think that Kevin McCarthy gave the video to Fox knowing that they had the staff that could watch it and reveal what they saw on it but now I'm kind of wondering if Fox ever even intended clearly Fox Network had no intention of continuing the story they killed it they killed it it's obvious they killed it Non-disclosure agreement, maybe. Maybe there's a non-disclosure agreement involved there where Tucker can't say anything about it or he'll have to pay. <gasps> Could be. Could. Who knows? Who knows why we're going after uh, non-disclosure agreements, which everybody signs if you get uh, if you get a job, essentially. I mean, you know, maybe there are a few places you're not going to do a non-disclosure agreement, but generally it's associated with not saying anything bad about your employer when you get fired. Or... Changing your view on the uh, Wuhan lab uh, origins of the coronavirus when uh, Anthony Fauci gives you a big grant. I'm just saying, these things happen. These things, you know, there's hush money. It's hush money. No, it's not. Not really. No, it was in Anthony Fauci's case. <laughs> so Ed Dowd, uh, you know, in case you're wondering, this is another story that just went nowhere. We know that uh, that concerns about SVB Bank and been uh, uh, had regulators concerned four years ago. They still managed to let it fail. Uh, The Fed uh, followed a warning, uh, including one sent to SVB in 2020. They asserted its system to control risk didn't meet the expectations for the bank with more than $100 billion in assets. And we know this, and I shared this story. They did not have a head of risk assessment for the last nine months before it collapsed. But they did celebrate diversity, and that's the most important thing. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. So uh, the warning came shortly after the bank's assets assets had risen to 114 billion by the end of 2020, 70 billion by 2019. The fast uh, growing firm saw its valuation nearly double by December 21 to about 209 billion. Federal Deposit Insurance data shows SVB was allowed to double in size despite the aforementioned irregularities with the uh, bank eventually being granted a clean bill of health after a 2022 audit audit from Big Four accounting firm KM or KPMG L LP more than a year earlier. Yeah, at that time the bank's uh, since axed CEO Greg Becker uh, said uh, off, uh, sold off 3.57 million of SVB pre uh, stock in a pre-planned automated transaction. The same day, the firm's CFO similarly got 575 thousand dollars in firm shares, and two weeks later it collapsed. What? What? And by the way, uh, thousands of depositors across the country descended on their regional lenders with news of the SBV collapse. But the, uh, the Fed is only going to cover the SVB people, I guess. And that includes uh, a whole lot of uh, Chinese billionaires. Did you know that? I guess you, you probably didn't. But anyway, Ed Dowd was talking to Steve Bannon. I love Steve Bannon. Love me some Steve Bannon. And here he is talking about uh, what I suspected immediately with the bailout of SVB and uh, Signature Bank, the second and third largest bank failures in our country's history that happened uh, about a week and a half ago and has suddenly moved out of the news cycle. But we're going to cover all the deposits above $250,000, even though the FDIC only guarantees deposits up to $250,000. And it's going to pay back all the Chinese, uh, uh, and by the way, everybody who is in business in China is a communist. All right? They are affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party. But here is uh, Ed Dowd talking about the real goal of all of
9: this, which is what I said, nationalizing the banks. So what they're going to do is they're going to try to uh, put their finger in the dike and they're going to guarantee all the deposits, end up nationalizing the banks effectively like you've been saying and consolidate and then there'll be suitors for these banks probably the six systemically important banks so we're going to consolidate the banks into six banks and whether uh, or not this was a plan or not that's what's going to happen and if you think that's going to stop what's coming it won't it'll probably delay it but by by the end of this financial assets will be a lot lower there will be a a, a global sovereign debt default somewhere we're watching Japan we're worried about Japan we're worried about what's going on in China so this is going to spread around the globe
3: yeah so there's going to be some sort of a collapse um i'm not an expert in banking all i can tell you is that i i have common sense life experience and i do a lot of research and i listen to experts and and come on if, if if all of our federal regulators did not see uh, SVB coming after the 2008 banking crisis that we had to bail out to the tune of a half a trillion dollars, and they literally named new, legis- new legislation Dodd-Frank, and Barney Frank was on the, the board of directors at Signature Bank, I mean, do you get it now? Do you, do you get it? You're not a part of this cabal. You're not. You're a low level. You got a checking account. If you're lucky, you got a savings account at wherever the hell. And and uh and uh Janet Yellen doesn't give a rat's behind about those banks because she wants you to put your money in the big three or four or five, and the government will essentially be able to regulate those, presumably also eventually weed out until the point that you only have one left, and that is the federal government here's a little bit more from ed dowd you think
5: this is like the late 30s this is the end of the, the world order that came up at the neoliberal neocon world order is collapsing in front of us you you, you believe that Ooh,
3: wouldn't that be cool and
5: it's just it's going to have to crash and we re- rebuild some system uh, a new system uh, out of the ashes of the old
9: yeah it won't be reported in, uh you won't see it on tv but it's going to happen slowly over time <laughs> and uh We're looking at the end of globalization. Obviously, peak globalization was a while ago, and now we're going to go to uh, decentralization. That's just the nature of how these things work. I mean, we're going to have to... What will Klaus Schwab do? Figure out a way to get together as a country and come out on top of this, because there's going to be kinetic wars. I don't see any way around it. I don't want to, you know... And will there be war this year? I don't know. Next year, maybe. But it's coming unless we fix this problem. And We we need to get some adult... The kinetic war, obviously, in Ukraine is a kinetic war, but I'm talking about kinetic and that U.S. citizens start fighting. and That that one, I don't want to see, but I don't see how we get around it at some point.
3: I'm, I'm not sure exactly what he uh, means. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people saying, civil war and all of this, and I, I think that's unnecessary. Because I think that enough of us believe that the country is headed in the wrong direction, that we can right this ship. I also have mentioned that I'm now a, I mean, I've, I've been, but now I'm a, real supporter of convention of states and that way we we put the kibosh on a good deal of the power of the federal government that has grown beyond the founders imaginings as to how powerful and destructive it could be and how bankrupt it is morally fiscally intellectually And the only way that we can save our country is to give power back to the states. Meaning, if you want to live in uh, the uh, United States of uh, Libtardia, which is California, or Maryland, or New York, uh, because they're run by morons who are driving the states into the crapper or Washington state, uh, and those places that people are streaming out of to go to free states like Florida and Texas and Tennessee and whatnot, then you have the choice to do that. You can live in the hell of California. Or you can go. You know what? I'm going to move to Florida. We don't have to pay income tax, and they don't have nonsense like CRT and other BS in their schools. So you choose. You choose. And and you, if you if politics is your your you know your your standard, you go to California. You'll live by a lower standard. You'll get taxed out the wazoo. You'll have homeless people, a homeless crisis like they're experiencing now, like never before. I got an article on that. Whereas, it? Hold on one second. I got a ton of stuff here. I got a ton of stuff. I mean, it is uh, crazy how... um... Oh, yeah. Here we go. America's vagrancy crisis laid bare. California hosts a third of the nation's homeless, half of its street sleepers, and six of the top ten of cities worst hit by tent encampments. California, Los Angeles, New York City, Seattle are by, the fir- by far the America's worst hit cities. All liberal hellholes. More than 582,000 people are rough, uh, sleeping rough or in temporary accommodation around the country, and uh, California is leading the way. So, you know what? Convention of States... Get rid of a good deal of the uh, nonsense at the federal level, uh, reduce the size of the government, focus on the things that are important, defending the country and its borders, and then uh, leave it up to the states to regulate everything else, essentially. Get rid of the Department of Education. It's a joke. Any, Any Department of Education that would preside over the decline of American schools, particularly in inner cities, should be blown up, figuratively, and uh, gotten rid of altogether. Same goes with the FBI. It needs to be reinvented or relegated into history, because honestly, uh, it is beyond corrupt. The DOJ, by and large, probably could get rid of about half the people who work there, maybe even more. Nothing against you agents on the streets, but come on. The IRS, they just hired another 85,000 IRS agents to go after you, like Alvin Bragg is going after Donald Trump. Make no mistake about it. The Alvin Bragg case is the template, is the moist dream of Joe Biden and the Democrat Party and 85,000 new IRS agents. So that's why I'm a big fan of the Convention of States. That's why I'm going to their big, uh, they got a meeting here in uh, in, uh, where I live uh, in Olathe, Kansas, tonight at Johnny's Tavern. From 6.30 to 8 p.m. I'm going to go there for their Convention of States Grassroots Monthly Meeting. And you California guys, it's not that kind of grass. It's uh, something completely different. It has nothing to do, or New York and New York, where you smell it everywhere. Nothing to do with that at all. It's, it's going to be smoke-free, but I'm going to be there. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
2: They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show.
3: You know, things are bad. (laughs) In the country, when Dollar Tree stops selling eggs because they're too expensive now. Yeah, Dollar Tree, we've got one near our house. My daughter has a friend who works there. We, we, my, my daughter and I will go to Dollar Tree because, you know, just, they got goofy stuff there. they got, I don't know, uh, Christmas decorations that are out of date or whatever. You know, all sorts. Of, you know, and I like it. I like dollars, Dollar Tree, Dollar General. Dollar General is the new Walmart, by the way, because people are so poor in uh, rural areas they can't go to Walmart, so they go to Dollar General to their grocery shopping. I, I'm not kidding. I, I drove through it. I drove through Mississippi and Alabama and Arkansas and Missouri last summer, and every other town had a Dollar General, and, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Dollar Tree uh, sells its items for 3 or $5. They couldn't make eggs work in their model. Cost of eggs has increased by approximately 60% over last year. So uh, our primary price point at Dollar Tree is $1.25. The cost of eggs currently very high. According to company spokesperson Rudy Giller, yeah, uh, he said that uh, right now the average cost of a dozen eggs is four twenty one. Yeah, four twenty one. I, I buy eighteen packs generally, and I think the last time I paid an eighteen pack was seven bucks. Seven, seven? Maybe that was two dozen. Anyway, yeah, they're dang expensive. My, my wife and I, uh, this year for Easter, we're just going to go ahead and, uh, and hide uh, Fabergé eggs because uh, chicken eggs have become so expensive. I think we're just going to hide Fabergé eggs instead of, uh... no, actually probably just the plastic ones. You know, you get those plastic shells and you put uh, jelly beans and stuff in them and coins. Probably do that, just to save some money. <laughs> and, and, and then for breakfast, instead of eggs, we'll just have jelly beans. We'll just do jelly beans. What the hell? Uh, i got a couple of other stories I want to share with you real quick. We haven't done a, a gender confusion update. This is uh, this is something, if you haven't heard, I think you'll enjoy Gender confusion. What is
2: my gender today? Hey, hey.
6: Gender confusion. Hey, lady. hey. hey. I so, teach my elementary school
3: students about gender identity. Now listen to this. A reporter who identifies as black, transgender, and gender fluid, which, by the way, you should get checked every 3,000 miles, accused the journalist, uh, journalist industry of transphobia in a threat on social media that went viral. Uh, Tat Bellamy Walker works for the Seattle Times but complains Sunday on Twitter about transphobic experiences. Now this is where it gets a little confusing. A black, the quote here, a black trans man and gender fluid reporter, I feel like the journalism industry does not hear me when I say I am still uh, read as a black woman and that I experience transphobia. Instead, people ignore my gender identity and act if I'm making it up. Well, well, if, if you're gender fluid, aren't you? Right? Gender fluid, yeah. No one hears me when I say I experience sexism, misogyny, and transmisogyny. That's a new one. I haven't heard of transmisogyny. I thought it was transphobia. It's transmisogyny? Transmisogyny? Transmisogyny. I'm going to have to digest that. No one hears me when I say I don't want to use a man's bathroom, and that I have been historically pushed out of these spaces. Hold on. Let me go back here. Black transgender gender fluid journalist i'm trying to find out what sex she is as a black trans man so you're a woman right black trans man gender fluid is that like wd-40 oh no that's a lubricant whole different story so okay all right no, no, hold on so hold on no one here's experience misogyny trans i uh, i don't want to use a men's bath. you don't have to you're a hold on Black trans man. You're a black trans man. So, you, you, mm, boy, that's tough. So okay. So a uh, woman who became a man who doesn't want to use a man's bathroom. You see you see where I uh, came up with this gender confusion.
2: I have no idea what is my gender today.
3: Hey hey. Uh,
6: gender confusion. Da, da, da. Hey hey. So I teach my elementary school students about gender identity.
3: Uh, Back to the tweet by the uh, Tat Bellamy Walker. I've got a headache. I swear to God. I'm going to get some ibuprofen during the break. Uh, The way I'm expected to carry black cis manhood. What the fuck? What? As a trans man, gender fluid person who has spoken openly about his identity is crazy. Oh, yeah. We're crazy. You bet. Y'all don't do this to white trans journalists. Okay, so it's... Boom. So... <laughs> so we're racist now. Okay, I thought that we were... Uh, what the hell? We were uh, misogynist, sexist, and transmisogynist. Now we're racist. Man, you just got it all out there. What else you want to call us while you're out there? What other pejorative could you... Uh, don't call me a vegetarian then I'll get really offended uh, many of Bellamy Walker's followers apologized for the alleged transphobia that Bellamy Walker claimed to have experienced as a black transgender gender fluid journalist <laughs> who's a trans man and gender fluid and I'm thinking what you really need to do is adjust your meds just a little like another couple milligrams just a little just a little pretty 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 in an interview with the Translash show from 2020 bellamy walker spoke about the obstacles preventing bellamy walker from obtaining gender-affirming surgery uh you ever heard of snap-on tools anyway when i was told that you know your bmi was like a couple of percentages off and you can't be scheduled to see the doctor just for a consultation you know it feels like every step of the way i encounter some sort of barrier well, it sounds like uh, you, you're too happy to get the surgery is what it is, and that's something else. That's like fat phobia. Unbelievable. Uh, let's take a break and come back. Last half hour of the show right ahead. Do not leave your radio or smart device.
2: Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show.
3: All right, so Wyoming has become the 19th state to ban men from competing in women's sports. Men who identify as women will be barred from competing with women in high school sports in Wyoming under a new legislation. And the reason being is uh, it's, not, it's not fair to women. It's not fair to girls. <clears throat> the whole thing has been an affront. It's been a joke, just like this transgender nonsense, believing that you can put uh, you know, take a giant piece of your arm and make it into a, uh, a phallus that doesn't work. It's just honestly wow, just wow, just wow. But now 19 uh, states are banning men from becoming women so that they can dominate sports and destroy the lives and careers of women, which is what this is all about. And, uh, you know, honestly, if you want to compete uh, in, in, your own, in the trans division, cool. I am absolutely cool. I don't care. But I will tell you that uh, anybody, and science is even proving this, uh, like, for instance, Leah Thomas uh, competed as a man till his senior year. In college, uh, when he was ranked mid five hundreds in the nation, competed as a woman in his six foot four frame with like a seventy two inch wingspan or more, just destroys the careers of women who have spent their entire lives in the sport. Uh, if you find that acceptable, seriously, you need to go live where, somewhere else. You need to go move. You need to move to California, live there, and and just live in your your leftist. I don't even know it's insane asylum at this point. Honestly, it's just, it's, and, and, you know, most people, even, even Democrats agree with the tenets of a child should not learn about sex and sexuality in kindergarten. A child should not be told that they are the opposite sex when they're four. A uh, a minor should not be given uh, puberty-blocking drugs and life-altering sterilization procedures for a mental crisis they're having caused largely by the abuse of the federal government, uh, the teachers' unions, and the DEA. Uh, You know? I mean, it's bad enough we got so many kids on ADHD meds and ADD meds and all of that uh but now there are adults who say oh yeah your daughter's experiencing a crisis and i know she's been locked in a room for the last year because she had to do remote learning and she missed her college basketball her high school basketball championships and all of her friends and everything but you know what the problem is she needs a penis most people agree that's insane so, as I've said from the very beginning, there's a small percentage of people trying to force-feed this nonsense down our throats. And all we have to do is say no. And to those who pitch a fit about it in school board meetings or, or yell about it and get in your face, uh, or as students who say, we're going to walk out of classes because of the transgender, this and that, you, you just say, uh, you're not in a position to demand anything. But we want to get Dave Chappelle off of Netflix because he's transphobic. You're not in a position to demand anything. There you go. That's what you got to say. You're not in a position to demand anything. I am not going to, in the words of uh, Jack Sparrow. No, 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 no. The, the bad guy in the original uh, 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 Jeremy, what's his uh, name? I will not acquiesce to your demands. Remember that? He said that. So a lot of movie content today. I, I compared Star Wars to uh, Alvin Bragg with uh, Trumpy One Kenobi and uh, and uh, Darth Bragg earlier. Y- you want to get the podcast today just for that? I think it was the second hour about the bottom of the kaboom Star Wars. Ka- no, it was first hour. Spectacular. Newsmax.com slash listen. So San Jose Sharks hosted a Pride Night at the SAP Center. You've got to be a sap to go there, apparently. During Saturday's hockey game against the New York Islanders, the Sharks announced that instead of the normal game content uh, that involves, I don't know, toxic masculinity and guys getting in fights and stuff and all that, uh, the professional hockey team would offer information and facts about LGBTQIA and topics. That's what you go for when you pay $70 for a ticket to watch some guys beat a puck around. Yeah. Be careful with that word. Our hope is that this content will serve as a reminder that there are issues more important than goals, highlights, and wins. Well, no, not when you pay seventy dollars for a ticket, and nine dollars for a beer. No, 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 not even close. Hockey is not for everyone until everyone, uh, everyone is comfortable playing, working, or being a fan of this incredible game. This is government propaganda. This is the stuff they do before North Korean events. See, so here is the dear leader. Listen to this. They even changed the menu. And, and honestly, I'm just going to tell you, I think that most gay people look at this and go, wow, this is really, in their words, this is really gay. That, that's what they, you know, And that, that's, the you know, like, I mean, really? This is like, really? This isn't helping the movement. I'm not meaning it as a pejorative. I'm just saying what I've heard. Uh, the arena sold rainbow rolls. Sushi Rolls literally dyed different colors. You want to eat fish that's blue. That's a good idea. Uh, rainbow Rolls, Sushi Rolls, uh, Rainbow Popcorn. Stop it. Uh, pride-themed cocktails. Don't even want to go there. Pride souvenir cups and uh, Pride T-shirts. The arena also featured Pride-themed lightning, uh, lighting and uh, uh, themed music throughout the night. This isn't helping the movement. It's actually making, it's, it's actually, it's not, it's not causing homophobia. It's just people going, how about shut up? How about just shut up? We're going to watch a hockey game. I don't care if you're gay. Super. You're gay. Great. Oh, my God, you're gay. Oh, my God. First person in the world to be gay. Oh, my God. No. Sit down. Enjoy your $70 ticket and your $9 beer and your $12 rainbow sushi roll and watch the stinking game. That said, the NHL is also doing this. It's called compelled speech, in case you didn't know. When you force a player to wear a rainbow warm-up, that is not in his contract okay that is compelled political speech that is illegal now I'm going to tell you there are a million ways that the uh, that the NHL can uh, restrict your freedom of, of expression. Uh, you you might want to wear uh, Sir, you want to Adidas shoes and they say no 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 we only do Nikes. Well, I guess I don't know who makes skates, whatever the hell, uh, Hans Brinker. Anyway, uh, so you know there's a million ways that you uh, have no freedom of speech with regard to the NHL, but they cannot compel political speech. They cannot do it. During pregame warm-up, Shark players will wear jerseys with crest and patch artwork specific for Shark's Pride Night and designed by local artist Ye Chow. Are you ready for this? A queer, biracial, multidisciplinary artist and an educator from San Jose. The jersey featured the Sarks mascot, painted pink, of course, inside a heart. That's an insult to gay people, by the way. With uh, hockey sticks covered in tape, with the colors of the rainbow LGBTQ flag, the progressive flag, and the transgender flag, along with the word love. You know, if I were a Sharks fan, I'd say, I'm going to be done with you for now. Uh, You know, do what you want to do kind of done with you because i don't need this nonsense i don't at least need to watch you force your players uh to uh to follow your political speech and i don't need to be subjected to brainwashing when i'm paying seventy dollars for a seat eight nine dollars for a hot dog twelve dollars for a beer and now sushi roll that looks like it's been at the convenience store for three weeks okay sharks goalie james reimer refused to wear the Pride-themed G, G, uh, jersey because of his religious beliefs. He said, for the all 13 years of my NHL career, I've been a Christian, not just entitled, but how I choose to live my daily life. I have a pres- per- personal faith in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for my sins, and in response asked me to love everyone and follow him. I have no hate in my heart for anyone. I have always strived to treat everyone that I encounter with uh, respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I'm choosing not to endorse something that is counter my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. The Sharks issued their own statement on the situation. Here's what they said. Oh, snap. I'm just kidding. They didn't say that. I was just joking. As we promote these standards we have to acknowledge, we also acknowledge and accept the rights of individuals to express themselves. As an organization, we will not waver in our support. You know, just play the hockey game. I can't take anymore i just can't take anymore maybe at the next lgbtq meeting everybody should have to wear sharks jerseys i don't know just I, honestly just really just play hockey what do you who are who is paying you off who is threatening who's threatening that's the question who's threatening you Aren't you about done with it? I would venture to say there are a good deal of LGBTQIA people who are like, you know, this isn't helping. This, this, all this is is really kind of, uh, it's not causing uh, better acceptance. Uh, people, that, by and large, there are some people, you know, whatever, but, but, but by and large, accepting it, you know, just go about, do your business, do whatever you want. But honestly, this has no place in making a hockey game a spectacle for a political movement, nothing to do with it. It's just ridiculous, just ridiculous. And I, you listen, I presided over a gay wedding. I don't care if two people love each other, want to spend their entire lives together, uh, committed to one another for life. Uh, who am I to say God will figure it out in the end? All right, am I going to go someplace good, or am I going go, to figure it out in the end? In the meantime, I am gonna be able to do anything to to stop you. And if you're committed to someone for life and you love them, I don't care. I, 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 it's not my business. So, I, I, you know, whatever. Uh, to me, it's just it's just, it's just, not. But, but if you're going to try and force thought like the government has been trying for years to do, the censoring social media, steering your searches, all these things that I mentioned yesterday with Twitter and the Twitter files, Twitter's 19 that came out on Friday, don't you get a little tired of it? And here's the good news. Are you ready for some good news? Remember that high school football coach who was fired for uh, uh praying with players? Remember that? This happened like seven years ago. He's been out of uh out of uh, work. He's a high school football coach. Well, apparently the Supreme Court ruled in his favor, protecting his right to pray on the field, and he also got a nearly two million dollar settlement with the school district. They placed him on administrative leave in 2015, eighteen year or eight years later. He's been reinstated as assistant coach and $2 bucks. The board of Bremerton School District in Washington State voted unanimously on Thursday to approve $1.775 million payment to attorneys for former coach Joseph Kennedy. Kennedy will also serve as an assistant coach for Bremerton High School for the 2023 season, receiving a stipend of $5,300 for the season. That's what a coach gets for an entire season of football. All the sweating. Listen, I was a when I was in high school, I was always the manager, and it wasn't because I was you know whatever. I wasn't like a water boy with Adam Sandler. I was just a kid who was you know I wasn't much of an athlete. I wanted to be there for emotional support. Wanted to be the support of the players, get them fired up, and and I wanted to be there, and I did. I was very good at it. It was very good inspiring people, and and I know I'm coming home with uh, Coach Cohorn, uh, you know from Avoca. When it's ten below zero at ten thirty at night and getting uh you know, getting there and folding the jerseys and the warm ups at midnight, twelve thirty, getting a ride home from Coach Cohorn in the freezing cold. <clears throat> and and so, you know, these coaches put in a supreme effort. Fifty three hundred bucks. So uh, the uh, the Supreme Court ruled six to three in favor of the uh, Jersey or the the coach uh, in June of last year, and the school district has decided that they rehired him and they've given him almost uh, two million bucks. This is uh, this is good. And here is the thing: he didn't compel anybody to pray. What he did was at the end of the he he stopped leading prayers uh, in the locker room and out on the field. Wanted to continue kneeling praying on the field after the game by himself. Then some. Students came over and joined them. Some players came over and joined them. And then, of course, a couple people came along and they complained about it. And then ultimately he was uh, placed on administrative leave and lost his career and all of that stuff. Neil Gorsuch, writing for the majority ruling, said the Constitution and the best of our traditions, counsel, mutual respect and tolerance, not censorship and suppression for religious and non-religious views alike. Gorsuch noted, prayed during a period when school employees were free to speak with a friend call for a reservation a restaurant check mail or attend other personal matters while his students were otherwise occupied kennedy insisted that there were had never been any coercion to join him in prayer but that uh it had been a personal act of worship there you go common sense one yippy skippy let's take a break and come back you are listening to the rob carson show
2: to all the brandons out there we salute you and say let's go brandon it's the rob carson show
3: so we started off the uh, show today with regard to the uh, alvin bragg case against donald trump it was uh, t- attempting to twist a uh, non-disclosure agreement into a uh, <laughs> a campaign uh, violation and it's a joke it's a joke and the story is is still there. And another one I heard it during the break uh, on the, the news, uh, WCBM radio, which is where the, the anchor station of the show in Baltimore, which is a glorious station, by the way. Listen to the morning show. They're spectacular. Uh, Sean and Bruce are marvelous. Anyway, um, but uh, uh, in the news, they said uh, there's been no violence in New York City from Trump supporters. And I was like, well, there never has been. All right? Uh, Trump supporters always are peaceful. Uh, and if you look at every Trump rally with the 25,000, 50,000, whatever, every Trump fl- boat flotilla and, uh, and uh, caravan on the highways, always peaceful, always better. Uh, the left in, in gets involved. They get, for instance, when Donald Trump was running, literally leftists would get in line at Trump rallies to start stuff. Then we saw his inauguration, and they attempted essentially a Kristallnacht in Washington, D.C., and burning limousine and breaking storefront windows and all of that. And then summer 2020 and all of that stuff. And then uh, January the 6th, uh, infiltrated by leftists. And we're going to find out more about this. Uh, eventually, somebody else is going to get the uh, the video from inside the Capitol and expose it all. But it's really cool. If you watch Twitter lately, you're seeing all sorts of stuff that wasn't allowed. It was verboten before, including Trump supporters chasing Antifa out of the Capitol or stopping Antifa from breaking out windows. You know why? Because Trump supporters don't break out windows. And I, I will tell you this. Why was it violent outside and not inside? Why did somebody break out the windows or open doors to let Trump supporters in and there was no damage? <clears throat> Why is that? Because Trump supporters aren't violent. They got Bamboozled. That's just what I believe, and and I think the facts will vote it out. If you haven't figured it out already, how about that? But uh, but today, you know, we're talking about uh, Ron DeSantis, or not Ron, DeSantis, but uh, the Donald Trump and Alvin Bragg and all that. And in uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, he 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 had some things to say about. it. I want to comment real quick before because I feel like I need to address it. Here's Ron DeSantis talking about uh, uh, the uh, George uh, uh, Alvin Bragg being a Soros-funded prosecutor, a leftist. We, we are not involved in this. Won't be involved in this.
10: Uh, I have no interest in getting involved in some type of manufactured circus by some Soros D.A.
3: Ding, ding, ding. And that's what this is.
10: Okay, he's trying to do a political spectacle. He's trying to virtue signal for his base. Uh, I've got real issues I got to deal with here in the state of Florida. We're obviously shutting down. Uh, CBDC, which is important. We've got so many things pending in front of the legislature. Uh, I've got to spend my time on issues that actually...
3: In other words, he's not going to be distracted like Joe Biden, Alvin Bragg, Democrats were trying to do. With regard to this case against Donald Trump, distract you from the economy, distract you from uh, the war, distract you from the southern border, distract you. I can go on and from Jim, Joe Biden's uh, ungodly corruption that's being uncovered as uh, as our Congress looks at all of his bank records and, and all. And it's going to get big and ugly and all that. And it just depends on how far the Democrat Party is willing to follow him into hell. Because uh, sooner or later they're going to have to question whether or not supporting him considering all of the corruption his family is worth their time but anyway it's not but this is what uh, this is the yesterday and and a lot of people uh, considered it a dig at donald trump and i want to address it
0: to new york
10: In so new york. i've seen rumors swirl i have not seen any facts uh, yet and so i don't know what's going to happen but i do know this the the manhattan district attorney is a soros funded prosecutor and so he like other soros funded prosecutors They weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. That's true. He has downgraded over 50 percent of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want about this situation with and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of. Okay,
3: now that that got him a lot of heat. And I'm going to tell you, um, Trump is tough; he can handle it. I don't like this. I don't like the tit for tat going between Trump and DeSantis from DeSantis to Trump. But uh, you know, you got to kind of expect it back from DeSantis if Trump gives it to him in the first place. That's all I'm going to tell you. I'm not a DeSantis guy. I'm a Trump guy. But that's what you get when you when you butt heads. Anyway, let's take a break. Come back. Wrap things up. It's the Rob Carson Show. Well, no arrest yet for Donald Trump, and uh, we'll see if it falls apart because it could be a massive political mistake for the Democrats. Have a glorious day, guys. God bless you. Until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid.